Are we beating up Matt with a probe? No. Wouldn't be the first time. I think this is going to be a good one. Hi, everybody. It's your GM, Alex. Thanks for coming back for another episode. It's the new year. So I wanted to take a second to just take a look back on 2019 for Swiss Army Scorpion. We had a lot of growth. We started a Discord channel, which is robust and thriving. Always fun to talk to listeners, uh, even if they have an error to point out that we may or may not have uh, overlooked in an episode. But hey, it's always a fun learning experience either way. Uh, even when we're not talking about episodes, it's just always fun to to chat with you guys. We started a Patreon account, and we're doing really good on that. I'm really happy with our growth on there, and I can't thank you guys enough uh, for those of you who have pledged even even a dollar. But there there are some of you who have pledged upwards to fifteen dollars, and it's I don't have words for how great that is. Your pledges are opening. Uh, avenues for us and we really hope that in 2020 we can uh we can start to show you guys uh what sort of uh plans we've had brewing uh so stay tuned for those the end of 2019 we went to carnage 22 in killington vermont and that was a lot of fun and it was a great experience for me personally being able to run a pathfinder game you know with People that I didn't know, but, you know, they knew how to play Pathfinder. So it was just, it, it was a win-win for me. And I actually got to kill one of my player characters, even though Matt tried to do that the entire night and failed miserably. Ha ha. 2020, sky's the limit. And I really hope that we can take this growth and momentum that we have and just really run with it. And you guys have done... So much to help us, but let's let's shoot for an even bigger year than last year, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Please enjoy episode 86. Clear! Suicide Jerk-Off. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Well, off to a good start so far. Yeah, sounds about right. So, last time, you guys beat up a bunch of gargoyles sent them running, and found the Cyclops uh, treasure room. And a plus three crossbow of returning. <laughs> yeah, what a lucky find. <laughs> Just laying there. <laughs> so somebody was taking a closer look at the non-magical Cyclops paraphernalia, correct? Oh, yes. Who was doing that? We'll say Devoth, but he probably would have had like scram or ivan start looking through it or something like that scram would definitely be searching through it it makes sense okay well anyone who wants to uh get a closer look at these urns chests and relics can give me a knowledge history check shell knows more uh i got 11 sucker 15 okay anybody else 28 there he is so leon identifies these urns chests and relics uh as it's probably obvious before you took a closer look, but uh, you can tell for sure that these are very, very old objects from ancient Golgan. Golgan, as a reminder, it, as a reminder, is uh, like the empire of cyclopes that 
ruled a large portion of the inner sea region that stretched most of western Garun. It was long before uh, the kingdoms of man were really a thing. The Golgan is anything from ancient Golgan is very, very old. Uh, Leon, you're pretty sure that you could probably get three points of plunder from these. Wow. I'll say uh, these are very ancient and honestly, probably worth a fair amount of money. A fair amount of money, you say? Yes. I mean, it wouldn't even be that hard to find the right hands. And yes. (laughs) Now, have we used plunder recently? Because I remember getting a bunch of it and we were doing lots with it. We sold most of that off when we were still in Port Peril after the regatta. Yeah, you guys haven't okay. like really gotten or sold any plunder since the very beginning of this book. Yeah, okay. like we haven't, yeah, we haven't gotten any plunder, but we've got a bunch of other stuff. Gotcha. Because when you said plunder, I like had a flashback to you know plundering. I'm like, damn, we haven't done that in forever. It's been all this <laughs> island cleanup janitor duty shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, everyone uh, can add 885 gold pieces to your current total from just oh. the cash that we found in this room last week. Yeah. Nice. All right. So what is the group's next move? So you've otherwise explored pretty much the whole of like the caves, like the, the tunnel network in Sumitha. Uh, there is one more room over here to the uh, west of G20, I'll just say you guys go in there, and uh, it's a it's a wall of silent darkness looms past this solid brass door, obscuring and muting anything within. Anyone who wants to can make a uh, spellcraft check after detecting magic. That sounds like a fun idea. Oh, Cheryl! Oh, oh, oh Cheryl! Thirty-four, oh. bitch. That's how that's done. Damn, girl. Oh, that's so I'll good. With him. Oh, so Cheryl would see that this room uh, has a permanent deeper darkness and silence effects inside it. Ah, I'm blinded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, there's a deeper darkness and silence. Wait, can I even say that? Well, once you step outside the room again, yes. Okay, I see. So it's, it's only within the room itself, and the room itself isn't super big. Based on what you already know about the Eye of Serenity, uh, and you found those sticks of incense that temporarily cause you blindness. You can only enter the room when you've been blind. It it seems like a sort of maybe it was a meditation chamber, a uh, place that people would go to to prepare. Sens- to- sensory deprivation <laughs> chamber. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Uh, beyond that, there's nothing really in this room besides complete nothingness. <laughs> I'm going to use this uh, as my uh, my alone time room. <laughs> no one can see me fap hit <laughs> my Cheryl just, time <laughs> just Cheryl alone with his thoughts <laughs> alright so with that the only thing you guys really have left to explore of Sumitha uh, assuming you are so inclined to are the buildings in the valley outside there's yeah. four buildings on the northern end of it I mean my my vote would be to head right out here it seems to be the closest non-rubble blocked exit. There is rubble in front of that exit. Of course there is. It's actually like at the the beginning of that hallway. That's why you can't see it on the part of the map that that exit is uh revealing. Doesn't isn't Scram <laughs> uh like a 
got his like uh, stone masonry license. Oh, dude, we got to start putting him to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like now that he can actually do the stonework, but not because he learned it. Just like <laughs> he, he, he got the fabricate spell and he's like, oh, I actually am a stonemason now. <laughs> Is anyone currently poisoned? Like Scram got poisoned, I think, two episodes ago. No. Leon hit him with a delay poison. No. It was when you guys were fighting Hatanga. No, that was probably with, uh, no, that was Leon who got Leon has a disease it that he's yeah, got going on. Scram, Scram remembered this was once again two episodes ago, and every episode I brought it up is that Sendera actually healed me. No, no. Since then, you got poisoned by the phase spiders in the fight with Hitanga and Bikendi Otangu. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hand Scram the potion of neutralized poison that we found in that room. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> if I recall, that is not a guaranteed uh, cure. Anyway, it needs to make a Neutralize. caster level check, and it's going to be uh, you see the poison. Probably a seventh level is the minimum caster check for that. No, yeah, you would you would defer to it being a cleric spell. So fourth, so it's a seventh level spell. Seventh level, seventh caster level. Yeah, caster level seventh. So scram, roll a d twenty, and add seven. And if the result beats the DC of the phase spider poison. No, it won't. What'd you get? Nine. Nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You. I'm so glad I gave that uh-huh. to you. Okay. Didn't you want to do something with uh, hero points? Yeah. So last week we had that throw down the gargoyles. And uh, in between sessions, in my infinite wisdom, I decided that. Cheryl and Ivan each deserve a hero point for their uh, their pro wrestling strats. <laughs> We're the world tag team champions. <laughs> the way the way they dove at each of their gargoyles and just threw them off the side of that balcony and pinned them to the ground while the rest of the group fought the gargoyles. Not only was it really cool, but considering the fact that the group really had no other way to really effectively deal with the gargoyles i mean you guys had a couple options but if manny or the hood were still around that fight would have been nothing right as it was it was way more complicated you guys all right needed to spend a lot more resources yeah it's and, one of those like they're not difficult enemies it's just that there were six of them and they were flying yeah and they had rapid shot with bows and they were just pin cushioning the shit out of devoth and if you had for each of those full attack actions, if you added two more of them, as i.e., if Ivan and uh, Cheryl hadn't locked two of them down, Devoth would have taken a lot more damage. Yeah. So Ivan and, and uh, Cheryl's antics were very cool and also very uh, useful. tactically sound. So, so what you're saying you is it doesn't matter if it's Manny, the Hood, or Ivan, I will always forever be saving Devoth's life. <laughs> yeah, hey, you said it, not me. But also, I'm uh, here. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's the old so, uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Macho Man Randy Savage tag team world champs. <laughs> New World Order, baby. Uh, also, while I'm on the topic of handing out stuff, Scram, take that third level Pearl of Power as well. Yeah, let's go and and keep uh, holding on to that poison too. Uh, well, <laughs> and and start Just giving me mage armor at the beginning of the session. <laughs> <laughs> and they you keep saying that, that right now. but Tom doesn't ever really like respond to it. Well, I mean, the, the problem that uh, it's not happening in game. There's no like 
he keeps on saying it out of game. In game, I, Ivan walks over to Scram and says, <laughs> hey, when we start each day, you mind slapping me with that sweet, tasty mage armor you don't like? Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Give him a high five. We kind of jump in the, the air a little bit. All right. So what building do you explore first? All right. So once we climb our way out of here, we'll head right to the first one here, G11. Smashed tables and chairs, all sized for giants, lie scattered around this building's single large room. Uh, you guys make perception checks. 31 for Devoth. Similarly, a 16 for Cheryl. <laughs> 26 for Scram. Okay, so, so Devoth finds a collection of ancient-looking coins, all of different shapes with different uh finishes or different mints uh scattered about the room you guys make a knowledge history check on these is it brought to my attention or yeah there's like, <laughs> like bring him over to to leon like what the hell are these i've never seen coins like this before i got a 28 leon you've read about some of these coins in your research uh and you know that the empires that these coins are from are long gone uh, they don't okay. exist anymore, and the like the handful of coins that Devoth has is probably worth a total of about twenty five hundred gold to various collectors. Collectors. What? Okay. I. Uh, with that in mind, uh, in getting a good look at this room, you think maybe it was some sort of money changing room back in its day. Oh, that's okay. fun. Interesting. So say, uh, this was a money room, and uh, a lot of the coins here are from empires that don't exist anymore. All right. And that's the only th- that's all we find in this room. Yeah. Right now we're going to keep exploring, so I guess we'll head right out the front door and then across to uh right across the pathway there to G10, the big building. Okay. The sharp tang of wood smoke fills this building where a giant fire pit set with roasting spits takes up the northern half of the room, positioned just below an open hole in the roof. It smells good in here. Is there food still in it? There, there is still food in it, but it looks like it's been like just slowly getting colder for like the last 24, 48 hours. You know, since the last time we were here and killed everything that lived here, pretty much. Well, is this just where like there's no uh, like rations and stuff, like stuff we can bring back to our fort? So far, you haven't really found any. Can I look around? Can I make a perception check to see if we can gather food to bring back with us to the fort for all of our hungry workers? Sure. 30. Yeah, you, fi- you find some you find some jerky but actually it's like surprisingly bare for a community of cyclopes I mean, they're twice the size as you guys and should be twice their food their caloric intake must be much bigger yeah and anybody who got even decent on their knowledge local check for cyclopes would know that they're kind of famous for their appetites it's actually a large contributor to the downfall of the of ancient uh, Golgan because they just couldn't afford to keep feeding all of the cyclopes. Yeah, that is fucking awesome. Did they become? <laughs> they were cannibals? so hungry <laughs> that they died. All of them. The whole civilization. So it, the group as a whole could probably start piecing together the possibility that maybe this community is was kind of like on the brink and they were like starting to get desperate for for food sources 
but that's pretty much all you guys find. Now that we've gathered some, I guess, rudimentary supplies, we'll head right to the next building. Uh, it's G12 right next door. A large brass door provides access to this ruined hall, though an additional hole gapes in the northeast wall. Inside, much of the roof is long since collapsed, and a garden of vegetation has taken root. Anything edible? Anything <laughs> edible? Nice. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Uh, well, you guys can make a knowledge nature check. Nope, nothing worth eating in here. 21. 12. So Ivan would recognize uh, one of the trees inside bears a strange olive-like fruit. Uh, there's several more root vegetables, herbs, and medicinal plants growing among the wild grass and shrubbery. They don't look accidental. They look like they're they look like they've been like cultivated or like harvested in some way. Well, if they're herbs, I'm gonna pack that up with the beef jerky as well and bring it back. Okay. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> now that we're done here, we'll uh, head right across the street, hit the the last building in Sumitha. Yay! This is the grocery store. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's like one of those <laughs> communist Russian ones with no food in it. <laughs> Just a fat kid. The architecture of this building is markedly different from others in the valley. It appears to have been built for human-sized occupants. I look at it and go, this, this is probably where they kept their slaves, huh? That's why there's no food, because they were eating the humans. You guys can give me a knowledge engineering or history check. And anyone who... Wants to on top of that can give me a spellcraft check, but no dis but no dispel uh, no detect magic needed. Oh, that obvious. Okay, I got uh, Leon got a thirty four on the knowledge history and a twenty four on the spellcraft. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, every, everybody just everybody take five. Leon and Cheryl, what did you get? A thirty five because I'm the greatest and natural twenty. On which on what roll? On spellcraft, I'm spellcrafting my balls off today. Okay, okay, all right, chill out. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, Leon uh, recognizes this architecture and the architecture and cultural trappings of ancient Aslant, which is another long lost, another long lost kingdom. Not not really a kingdom; it's like a whole continent. Actually, Leon, you would know that Aslant is a sunken continent far to the west. Of where I you it's are. Pronounced Atlantis. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much what it's modeled after. It's like the oh, it's they the just Galarian spelled it wrong. Atlantis. Yeah. the The stories go that long ago, uh, very advanced humans lived on uh, Aslant, and uh, something horrible happened, and their uh, the entire continent sunk below the waves. There were kingdoms over in this area. That weren't quite as uh, quite as advanced at the time, and uh, Islanti people did travel over here occasionally. In fact, Eridan, the god whose chapel in the uh, abandoned fort is dedicated to, was was Islanti. Uh, he was, <clears throat> I think, he was referred to as like <clears throat> the last Islanti, or something like that. I don't really remember. But basically. This building is modeled after extremely old architecture from basically almost as far back as Golgan. What it's doing here and what occupied it, you're not sure. Though and Leon and Cheryl both recognize that like the actual stone it's made out of was sculpted, so to speak, with a stone-shaped spell. Hmm. What, what, what is actually in the room? Do we see anything? Can I make a perception? I mean, you got the 
that your your typical uh homie touches it it looks like a it looks like a pretty standard house but it's, it's, a it's house. got like yeah it's a house so it's, it's got, got like very, a living room there's a bed well what we would maybe not a bed but what we would assume a bed would go yeah well i mean any furniture in there like a lot of it has like just been collecting dust. Like it looks like it hasn't been. Yeah, I want to like get centuries. that. Off. That's what I'm saying. How old is the shit in here? We're finding collector coins. Well, I guess collector we- furniture. There's, there's literally, <laughs> unless you're just telling me there's literally nothing worth searching for in there. No, I mean that's a good point. Like uh, Leon, with your knowledge history check, you recognize this furniture is matching the architecture of the rest of the house, and it's. Oh. A lot of it is just in disrepair from just ages of just sitting there, but it looks like it may have been used uh, in the same time frame as this house was uh, modeled after. So with that, I believe we are done with Sumitha. Nice. Yeah. We burn it. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke it. Get it off the map. <laughs> Turn sure it to glass. Put it in a parking lot. <laughs> oh, nice. So considering... Are you serious? The gargoyles were the only thing we had left after. You guys tackled Sumitha in the most roundabout way. <laughs> we did, didn't we? Like, the gargoyles yeah. should be, like, not the last creatures you encounter <laughs> in this place. Uh, I mean, part of that is just because, like, when Tuk Tuk died with the trapper, like, you guys would have continue to go north from there and probably the next encounter you had would have been the gargoyles right honestly it's next... a good thing that didn't happen it those were probably the most dangerous thing for us so if we encountered them first like we were i think the thing to... that killed tuck tuck was probably more dangerous yeah uh what was it really that dangerous or was it that we just can't can't roll when we need to i mean it's the way that monster is written and its tactics and everything it's basically a guaranteed one one player character dies. Yeah, it's one of those, like, it wasn't the most difficult monster to beat in a fight, but just the tactics employed and the fact that it had, like, a plus 30-something stealth, I think, made that, like, it was guaranteed to at least drop one person unconscious and possibly dead very quickly. Yeah. And after that, I'd say the next most dangerous fight was the Great Cyclops, but since I rolled incredibly unluckily for me versus devoth's mirror images <laughs> uh i don't think it touched a single one of you guys once it might have i think it touched like ivan once it yeah, it hit me. but yeah like the fact that that was its only hit should not have accurately reflected the difficulty of that encounter oh no that that encounter was terrifying like yeah we just played it very well and got lucky you did <laughs> all right well let's uh take a look back on the island map here we didn't take a look at the pirate ship yet I thought the no, boss decided we were going west to finish off yeah. that little encampment. That was my thinking. Why don't we go and try and clear out this watchtower? Because that's where that other <clears> teleport <throat> we think leads to. We also so. have the area with all those flying things that um, Ivan saw when he was out. That's right. That yeah. was to the east. East, I believe. Like the, yeah, area. Over where that mountain is, yeah. But I think we should head over west to that watchtower and clear that out. Because there's probably still some more cyclopes over there that we can deal with. Let's okay. get him. All right. I will owl my way over. All right. So it's going to take the group about three hours to get from Sumitha to that spot of the map. Uh, if Ivan is scouting ahead as an owl, probably like under an hour. 
I would definitely scout ahead. Make sure we're not walking into any traps or whatever's on the road. All right, so Ivan, you fly out to the western uh, edge of this uh, this road, and a tall stone tower topped with battlements rises along the cliffs. Two eyeless cyclops statues rise above these defenses, gazing sightlessly over the western sea. Above them, the spire continues upward, tapering into a giant crystal shard of pink quartz. This pink quartz crystal looks very similar to that on top of the tower in the abandoned fort. Oh, oh and this was like, didn't we say that was used to like send messages back and forth to yes. matching things? Yeah, it can only oh. send messages to other uh, crystal thingies, and it only has a 50% chance to work then because Ooh. they're so old. Uh, at ground level, immense double doors decorated in ancient glyphs form the tower's only entrance. You see four cyclopes. Two, two of them are looking to the west, out to sea, and the other two are looking to the east, up the road. There's nothing else other than the tower? Correct. Really? So this little encampment to the west is just a straight-up tower? Yes. Yeah. My assumption right now is like, that tower and the tower at the f- probably just like watch outposts for the main settlement in Sumitha. Hence why there's also teleportation circles to and from them. Yeah, yeah I get that. But what I'm wondering is why do you build a fort here? To well, the, the fort west? wasn't built by the Cyclopes. Yeah, the fort is down here. It was, I'm thinking it was initially just one of these watchtowers like we just found up here, but that's where Bikendi settled down and then built his fort around that uh that would make sense. yeah when you guys first got here i explained that it looks like there's three different sets of architecture one is the tower and then two is like the fort that is built into and around the tower and then third is the second story uh the, the second levels of the inner buildings okay so it would be fair to assume there's probably more than just these two towers, at least in the corners of the island. I will say, we did only find those two teleporters in Sumitha. One that would lead to the watchtower, one that leads to our fort. That's not to say there aren't more that might lead to other corners, but that's what we've seen so far. How, um, how old is the tower? Like, Does it look like that super old style that we saw in Sumitha? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like the Islanti architecture looks very similar to the architecture of the tower that is in the abandoned fort right and we does it look like the tower that's in our fort is much older than the fort itself yes can i fly like past the tower into the coast like actually view the coast a little bit too because i'm gonna have some time to kill so while i'm waiting for them to catch up i would do a little circling around the tower and then I would keep going west like I was heading out towards the ocean and check out kind of, I forget how much each of these hexagons are, but if about, I have enough time mile, yeah. to go from there to there, really like check that whole western coast there. Sure. It looks like it's just untamed wilderness. When, when you're at like the southern end of the plateau down here, you do see on the lower end, uh, what you would have missed when you were in the Dreamstone, but the rest of the the group who could see saw on their way back down to the uh, the fort is like around here. You see like a big old corral 
that has uh, some very large animals in it. Oh, really? Yes. Like, what kind of animals? Triceratops. They had Triceratops pens. Wait, is it really Triceratops? Yeah. No way. Are you serious <laughs> right now? Yeah, we had Triceratops. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Be straight with me. <laughs> the pen. Remember, like, right remember like four or five episodes ago when you guys first went into Sumitha and you found that baby Triceratops killed in the in that in that room, like right before Tuck Tuck died? That's pretty sweet. I even might want to get a pet Triceratops. I'm ass- I'm gonna take a wild guess and assume maybe that's what the Cyclops were raising to eat. It's possible. I could go for some fucking dinosaur right now. How long ago <laughs> did we get on the road and do all this? Like is it been lunchtime? I don't really remember. Probably. All right. Well, if I don't find anything else of note while I'm waiting for the party to catch up, I would definitely do some hunting and get myself lunch. All right. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, are you Are you eating as an owl, or are you like? Well, yeah. Okay. That'd be kind of gross for me as Ivan to be eating rats. <laughs> I mean, you <sighs> could you could make a quick it's, like look, Spitfire. They're delicious, but like, well, no, I'm trying to be stealthy and stuff. I think if I made a quick fire, the smoke would let the Cyclopses in the tower now. But yeah, you, you have, I, I'm assuming Ivan has an amazing actually, survival skill. Now, now that actually, I don't think he does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, now that I'm thinking about it a little more, my guess is they're probably not going to come flying out of that tower to fight us. I wonder if I could lure him out by actually catching something and then making a fire and cooking it. And like all of a sudden, aren't they going to be mad confused all of a sudden if some smoke starts coming up behind this tree line? Maybe. Uh, Keep in mind that tree line is almost a full mile away from where their tower is. Where's the tower? Here? Towers towers right here. Okay. Dude, they would definitely Um, a mile away see smoke coming up over those trees. Yeah, if the, if the fire was big enough. Yeah, actually, I think think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and catch something and get a fire going to see if I can draw some of the Cyclopses out of the tower and down here before the party gets here. All right, give me a survival check. We'll see how long it takes you to do all this. That's a nine. <laughs> wow. Do I start a forest fire? <laughs> that would definitely get their attention, I wow. think. Put a point to survival you're a fucking spellless dude, druid dude <laughs> i i have a four in it mm-hmm. it's not completely barren but you're right no you have a you have plus it. four to your wisdom i'm assuming yeah is what that yeah, is. yeah 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 exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right next level i'll put a rank in survival Jesus. uh all right so with a nine i'm gonna say it it's gonna take you a while to get over there find an animal kill it gather wood, start a fire. Do I have anything that can make the fire easier? Like starting it? I, I mean, I, standard equipment packs usually come with like a you know flint and steel or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I have a backpack. I'm pretty sure I have that. Alright, so after all is said and done, I'm going to say it's going to take you about 45 minutes to accomplish that. It's taken the group three hours to get to the watchtower. You got there in about 45 minutes. You would have done a little bit of scouting around there first, and then you would have started this uh, smoke trail plan. So it's been about an hour and 45 minutes since you left the group. You would know just by knowing how long it would take them to walk that they would approach this watchtower in just just over an hour. 
Oh, that's plenty of time. As long as I've got like the fire going, and I'm not like building the fire to cook the food. Although, <laughs> it is. Are you saying I just got the fire going? And there's an hour left, or like I just it's been going for a little bit and the food's cooked. No, like by the time by the time you've caught something, gathered wood and shit for a fire, and then started the fire, and the fire is like an acceptable size, it's been an hour. Okay, so they're about an hour out. All right, yeah. um, I'm gonna cook the food, and I'll like throw some like vegetation, like some greens in there to just get it like really smoky. Okay. Almost like I'm trying to smoke it, but I don't really care about the food cooking. I'm going to eat that regardless. I just want to get like a bunch of smoke up in the air so that they see it over in the tower. Okay. Are you staying put or are you... How long is it going to take for me to fly back to the tower from where I am now? 20 minutes. Oh, then I'm going to fucking stay for a hot second, cook this food, eat it, and then fly back over to the tower. Okay. So you're... You're now down to about a half hour after you've eaten yep. the food for uh, the group to arrive at the watchtower by the time you fly back to the watchtower. Perfect, because I want to actually meet up with them when they're about 10 minutes out from the watchtower. Okay. That's that's like the plan. So I'm trying to fly back to the group now. Okay. So you get back to the watchtower, and now you're flying back to the group? Yeah. I would even, knowing the route they were taking not fly from where the fire was to the watchtower, but fly to head them off. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, what has the rest of the group been doing? Anything besides traveling? Nope, just walking. All right. So you've been walking for about two and a half hours, and you see a large owl descending upon you. All right, so Ivan, you land in front of the group. I would unwild shape. Devoth. So... See this bend that we're coming up on right here? Yeah, I... The tower is going to be right around this bend. And I saw four cyclopses in the tower, two watching to the west and two watching to the east. I only looked like there was one entrance in, and it doesn't look like it's going to be too fun to try and smash our way in. So see this grouping of trees that we're walking alongside? Aye. On the other side, about three quarters of a mile away, I started a campfire to try and get some smoke in the air to see if we could draw out some of the cyclopses from the tower itself. So we should maybe even, before we come around the bend in the perfect view, cut through this little patch of trees and see if we can see if any of them took the bait. All right, we got plenty of daylight left. We can give it a shot. All right, so what are you guys going to do? In that uh, case, we could just walk up, keep following the road. So all that, all that preparation, we're just gonna, you know, walk up, walk, walk up in well, plain sight. The idea is just to pull two of them away. If we're still that far away, they're gonna see that smoke long before we come around into view. So if any of them left to go investigate the smoke, they'll be gone by the time <clears> we <throat> come into view. Can we uh can we make a perception check just to see like how well the smoke is? Going up real quick. Sure. 10. You can't stand right in front of the tree, Tom. <laughs> God, I'll perceive my own goddamn trap. 32. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan knows what he's looking for. Yeah. See, uh, guys, don't you see this? It's everywhere. Ivan and Devoth see the smoke. 
coming from the other side of uh, the woods there. Are you guys approaching this tower in any stealthy fashion, or are you just marching up the road? Hey, maybe we should go into the trees and cut from the south, and we can send the froth at the uh, watchtower. <laughs> Sprint a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll get him out. Just up in arms. <laughs> They're a quarter mile away. Not hearing no. <laughs> well, I was just thinking we do also have um, something that we found in Sumitha is a wand of summon monster four. So what I could do. Oh, yeah, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could use that to bring out a uh, pteranodon or like a couple of dire bats and just like have them go up and harass the cyclopes while we go in the front door just to, as a distraction. Oh, I like it. I feel like we could also have the froth riding one of the dinosaurs. I'm just really oh, yes. stuck on that plan. <laughs> I think we all. Need I, to think, I think I think I'm just. I think I'm just a bit stuck in the mud here. But I really want to put the frost on a, on a dinosaur. <laughs> See, I'm I'm perfectly okay with that. If you want to, I can summon a pteranodon. If you want to have defroth ride it into battle, it just seems too good to be true. Uh, all right. I need to know your approach, though. All right. We'll we will do as Leon suggested. There, we'll we'll kind of cut through the forest to about here okay and then approach from the south okay and then once we get relatively close we will initiate you know defroth riding a pterodactyl okay operation jurassic spark there you go (laughs) oh man okay so you guys cut through the woods uh so instead of a half hour uh to reach your destination it's gonna take you like another hour that's fine you guys can give me perception checks. All right. So that's a 19 perception. Six. 26. 14. Uh, so, Ivan, you would see this before the rest of the group. As you guys are cutting through the woods, Ivan, you can... He- well, I'm going to say you hear it before you see it. Uh, you hear the sound of something large moving through the trees. It doesn't sound like it's coming towards you. Uh, it's, it's kind of like moving north to south and you guys are currently moving, uh, moving west and the sound is coming to your west. Is it a stampede? Did the fire spook the pen? No. No. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go back into owl form so that, oh, well, are we, do we say if we were sneaking through the woods? Yeah, you guys are going through the woods. All right, then I'll wait. And eventually, uh, Devoth would hear this as well. I just kind of like nudge Ivan a little bit, like, eh, looks like your plan worked. I think we got one. See? I knew they couldn't resist that sweet smell. Oh, is that what I smell? Yeah. I might have also taken a minute to catch a little lunch. As you guys are quietly discussing this, the the sounds uh, abruptly stop. I Mm -hmm. pull Chip off my shoulder and motion for the group to prepare themselves as we stalk forward a little faster. (laughs) After a few moments of silence, two cyclopes come charging out of the underbrush towards you. Everyone roll initiative. Wait, they came out of the underbrush towards us? Aren't we in the underbrush? I mean, you guys are all in the woods, so you guys weren't bothering to stealth and nobody acted on it. So I gave the cyclopes perception checks. 
and they rolled really well. So they heard you guys. So nobody is surprised by anyone. There's no surprise around. We're just going right into combat. Devoth initiative. Uh, 15. Scram. Uh, 20. Ivan. 13. Cheryl. 3. Leon. 21. All right, Leon, you're up. There are two Cyclopes about 30 feet away from you. What do they have in their hands? Great axes. Not for long. Metal great axes? <laughs> uh, wooden shafts, metal blades. Oh, burning disarm won't work. Okay, well, I assume they're good at fort save, so Bone Shaker seems lame. So let's go with uh, Blessing of Fervor. All righty. Scram, you're up. How are they lined? Side by side. Let's go with a Tavoth. Uh, you good? Like, kind of, like, kind of, like, you good? You ready? Uh, uh, what? All right. I, I re- tell a kinetic charge Tavoth in mid statement, like, <laughs> throw him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I get a, a hit with Chip. Uh, I will power attack. The scram, did you throw him to the one on the left or the right? Uh, left. I'll just say, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so power attack with chip. 28 to hit, and I think there's a bonus from Scram, but I think that hits anyway. Yeah, it definitely hits. Oh, 31 damage. Okay. And I take four back. All right. Oh, also, uh, Scram. Yep. Blessing. Yeah, the plus two to defense. Very easy. Devoth, you're up. Devoth is going to take the same thing, the plus two to attacks and AC. Okay. Uh, going to initiate rage as a move action, and he will vital strike the same one. That's a 21 to hit. That hits. For another 30 damage. Okay. Oh, and Devoth takes six back. Oh, I got you now. Ivan. I like Devoth's style, and mm-hmm. I will charge right at that one. Okay. And tiger form. And we'll pounce and we'll bite claw claw. I just got to put my buffs on. Um, these guys seem pretty easy to hit. So I think I'm also going to power attack. The first claw was natural 20. Okay. Roll to confirm. And the confirmation was 23. That confirms. I said, is it going to be more than four damage? Yeah. It's 43. <laughs> Ooh. <Okay. laughs> well, oh, yes, but uh, this is actually important. Like this crit card, even oh. though it's going to kill it no matter what. Okay. This is called momentum. Uh, double damage. So the 43 that Nick just said. Yeah. And plus two on all of your attack rolls for one round. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say Ivan charges at the Cyclops, like pins it to the ground, rips his throat out, and from the high ground atop this Cyclops can continue his full attack action. On the right-hand Cyclops, giving him that plus two. Okay. So then the second claw is going to be 24 to hit. That hits. That's 23 damage. And I didn't say it, but I'll say it now. I picked lightning for my energy damage. Okay. Six lightning damage. Nice. And a bite. Oh, and I didn't pick my fervor. I will say I didn't take the extra fervor. I took the plus two. And the bite was a 37 to hit. Yep, 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 yep. For 26 damages. And then... Okay. Another six! <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Look Let's at these go. rolls! Another six lightning damage. 
Wow. He's still up. And it's his turn. But barely. And he dies. It's barely his turn. Uh, he's going to turn his attention to Devoth. Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, he doesn't want to deal with the freaking dire tiger uh, atop his buddy. And he's just going to... He's going to swing his great axe. And I'm going to windy escape the first one. Okay. That was a natural 20 on the roll. So I won't bother rolling to confirm. Because he can't crit on the on the windy escape. Baby. Correct. Good choice on the first You one. take 13 damage. And he's going to activate his flash of insight on his second attack. And oh. going to roll to confirm that. 22. Does not confirm. What? <laughs> because of the plus two from Fervor, baby. Ha, yeah. <laughs> I have a purpose. Do you take a minus two penalty to your AC from Graham's uh, telekinetic charge? No, I don't think so. No. Because that like that flings me, but it doesn't treat it as a charge. Man. Taste it, GM. <laughs> you missed out on two Leathery. crits. Two. Mm. Delicious. Yeah. That pills bitter. Bastards. Uh, so that's a uh, 18 damage. Uh, the first the first one uh, did not bypass your DR magic, by the way. And uh, he makes peace with his god. And Cheryl, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I run up and attack it. Okay, here we go. 22. Uh, you did. You, blessing. Where's your fervor? What kind? You take an extra attacks. Oh, I always take extra attacks. Well, he had to charge. So, yeah, you should take the the plus two. Yeah, just in case oh. he's still around at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of your next I, turn. Of course, that makes sense. All right. So, what'd you get for your uh, attack? Twenty two. Twenty two hits. Books on twelve bludgeoning. Cheryl kills the Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's nice. right. Oh, nice. That was pretty much all me back there. You know how <laughs> sad I would be if I got jumped by like a traveling party or like a. A tiger was kill- hitting me, and like, an axe was smacking me, and then some fat dude with a book ran up and finished me off. <laughs> I mean, it's actually kind of perfect. <laughs> That's the last thing that happens in your life. That's so sad. Yeah. Just getting a New York Times bestseller to the face. Yeah. The last image. <laughs> that dude got a book. <laughs> Is that Stevie King's It? Ow! <laughs> Alright, so you guys have Felled the two Cyclopes who went to investigate that smoky smoke. All according to plan. Yep. Uh, I could use a little healing now because between my B-Max rolling my Vicious and uh, that Cyclops actually hitting me once, I'm I'm about half health. He hit you twice, Mark. Who uh, does anybody else need healing? Uh, let me just double check. Oh, no, I'm good. I'm going to heal up Devoth. I heal you for 26. That's some serious wound curing. Mm. All right. I could use another heal. I'm still down 20. Uh, not quite okay. that effective, but I could use another. Bang. How about 24? That <laughs> fills me right up, baby. Um, all right. So you know that you still have a watchtower to your north. And if Ivan's report is correct, there are only two Cyclopes left. So now we swing north and head to the uh, tower. Okay. There are two Cyclopes at the tower who are looking your way very anxiously. So they automatically spot you coming out of the woods, even though you're a quarter mile away. And uh, they uh, they prepare to battle. But being uh, the competent adventurers that you are, you guys make quick work of them, because I don't fucking feel like oh. rolling initiative and dealing with another combat against 
two more CR5 creatures <laughs> for you guys to just steamroll through them. So You're the greatest. If that's what you want to do, you kill the two remaining Cyclopes. Yeah, that's that's the idea. <laughs> All right. I mean, there's always a chance that I get some really sexy flash of insights. Listen, products. I love love this new style. Like, just let the things fall over and give us our loot. What do we find? You find a watchtower. The inside of the watchtower is totally collapsed. Yeah, the chambers below the tower are completely collapsed. Based on your insight and knowledge checks, you know that the second teleportation circle from Sumitha should come out to about here. And considering the first circle was underneath the tower at the abandoned fort, it's probably not a stretch to assume that the second circle is located somewhere beneath this tower. So you guys have uh, secured uh, the Western Lookout Tower. Nice. What do you guys do now? I think we've done enough for one adventuring day. Right now, let's go and uh, enjoy our spoils. We've cleared a fort, we've cleared Sumitha, and we cleared out this watchtower all in one day. So, Okay. You guys begin your trip back to the fort. We should do something about this plateau so I don't have to keep using Levitate whenever we're checking it out. Honestly, I was thinking once we get to the edge, just as a time thing, and because I don't think, I mean, we're not planning to do anything else today. We'll just have Scram Dimension Doros to the bo- to the base. Sure. Okay. All right. Just trying to track what time it might be. You probably left the fort around like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I imagine it's probably like midday or like mid afternoon by the time we get back to the fort. Uh, I'd even say it's early evening that's, uh, by the time you get back. Even, that's is that not the exact same thing? Mid-afternoon no. and early evening? No. Oh, it's like between like <laughs> 2 and 3 is mid-afternoon or like 6 or... Yeah, yeah early what? evening. 2 and 3 is the afternoon. Yeah, at the middle of the afternoon. So you guys get back to the fort early evening, late afternoon. <laughs> certainly not mid-afternoon. And you see Sandera uh, up on the, uh, the northern wall. And she's uh, looking northward. So she sees us coming. Yeah, she sees you coming, and she's still very far away, but you can make out. She seems to be like frantically waving you guys, like, like towards her, like get over here. All right, I guess we kind of pick up the pace and see what's see what the problem is. You get back to the fort, and by the time you get there, she's like climbed down the the wall, and she meets you outside, and she says, "Oh, I'm 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 glad you're back, Devoth." Uh, as as I told you, uh, I took some of my own crew and we went uh, exploring the uh, the southern peninsula here, and uh, we found something. And uh, you may notice that uh, I'm by myself in this fort. A bunch of creatures came, and I don't know they they did something to to the rest of my crew, and my crew just went after them. They're like these red winged cyclopes. Like saying some sort of melody and charmed, charmed my my men who went after them and seemed to go willingly with them. And I fought off the compulsion, but I couldn't follow them because they just picked my crew up and they flew away. I hope you weren't pacing yourself to uh, not go on any f- additional adventures for the rest of the day. Ah, it sounds like they're doomed. Nighty <laughs> night. Devon kind of like rolls his shoulders. <sighs> All right, let's go get their crew back. I'll I'll lead the way. Uh, And she leads you guys to the west up a 
up a plateau, not the 500 foot tall plateau, but the one directly to the west of the fort. She leads you guys on like a like a hike going up there, and it's getting dark. Real quick, I just I would have sent the parrot to the mascador to have them come in and specifically to tell Aaron Ivy to start looking around the fort and like making notes, priming and, it for yeah, like just looking and see what immediately needs to be done and what he needs to 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 get it done. Okay. Yeah. Uh and so I mean if you sent the parrot like when you guys began your return trip, they probably would have been like coming ashore like as you guys arrived at the, uh as you guys arrived at the fort. So if you wanted to add anything. No, that's all just like just just to have him start, you know, inventorying the place and find out what we need to make what whatever repairs are needed. All right. So like as you guys are leaving, you see like Aaron Ivy and a couple other uh people coming through the front the front gates and they're like looking at the fort like ooh like they they've only seen it for the first time uh this close at least they're like oh like oh you guys are going on another adventure all right bye <laughs> and off you guys go so you guys are hiking up the mountain uh coming from the uh from the north like you're like following the river i need everybody to give me will saves 20 uh, Devoth got a natural one for an eleven. Retro. Ivan got a natural one. Thirteen. Oh no! <laughs> I got a fourteen. Oh my well, god! That's all the good people. Cheryl, <laughs> twenty-two. <laughs> you guys suck. All right. So Sandera, Scram, and Cheryl pass their will saves as strange voices uh, fill your heads, and everybody who failed, which is, again is. Everybody except Scram, Sandera, and Cheryl is compelled to move towards the sound of the voice. Uh, so do me and Cheryl hear this? Oh yeah, everybody hears it. Okay, so uh, what does it sound like? You would also be aware. Of- Can I try to actually like? I, I understand like that. Uh, this might be like hard. That this might be like hardcore, out of game system. However, between Sandera saying, "Oh, these guys just seem to like." magically start walking forward or like like so you hear the voice you make your save and you're aware that there was some sort of magical compulsion tied to the voice right you're aware that you fought it off and i'm noticing that these three are also walking forward yeah i mean they're walking in the direction that they were going so it would probably take you a little bit to realize that they're acting strangely because for the most part, their behavior hasn't changed. Sandera would have actually been like, that's that's the voice that I heard. Everybody stop. And Scram and Cheryl stop, and everybody else just continues to go forward. She goes, Captain, Devoth, Devoth, stop. And Devoth just keeps going. She goes, oh, they've got it too. We we need to do something. We got to follow them. Kick them. She, she, like, st- like, she starts running towards Devoth, and she like stops and like looks back at Scram like, we might need really? to da- yeah, we might need to damage them. See if it see if it'll break the curse. That's what everything else did, like worked with. It worked it worked against Safina. I'll actually do uh I'll actually do an acid splash on Devoth. Jesus. And there's like, oh I wanted Devoth. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. So you cast Acid Splash, make a ranged touch attack, and Devoth would probably not be attempting to avoid getting hit, so you got a pretty good shot. I mean, if you're hitting me from the back, I wouldn't even realize it. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, that's a like seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen. Yeah. yeah right, that so does. So you it. hit Devoth. Okay. Uh, one damage. 
All right. Uh, so Devoth gets like a little like glob of of acid in his shoulder, and it sizzles right through his his clothes, and you can tell that it's burning him. And he continues to go forward. Uh, I let Sindera go. Sindera says, "All right, my turn." And she <laughs> sprints up to Devoth, and she gives him a hard kick in the shins. And Devoth takes three non lethal damage. <laughs> From her kick and continues to go forward. She goes, "It's not working. Should I try again?" <laughs> yeah. She she pulls out her rapier. Do we need to go through more drastic measures? Chill. You got something? I look down. Did at you my hear book. what you just asked? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah. I don't know if you might have an idea. You have any spells prepared? Oh, spells. That's I don't really. That's not really my thing. <laughs> this is spell casting. I don't believe in spells. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I start thumbing through my book. Can I do a detect magic? Sure. Okay. Besides the magical auras of everybody's gear, you're not detecting anything. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, we should kind of just follow. <laughs> we might actually need to knock these guys out. Because I honestly don't want to go into a battle specifically against three uh, like PCs. Uh, Are we able to restrain them in any way? Don't I have like adventuring rope or something? I could like tie them all together and then like I mean, anchor you them could, or something? You could try tying them up, you could try tripping them, but I want everybody who is not compelled to give me a perception check. 20. Uh, Cheryl, what did you get? Uh, it's a natural uh, one, Bob, for uh, 13. Okay. Alright. Scram, you can be part of this surprise round. <laughs> oh, fuck. Four uh, they just, they look like red winged cyclopes. Uh, oh no. Come swooping down on you. Uh, kind of like cutting you off from, uh, the rest of the group who is continuing to, uh, like climb up the mountain. Yeah. Let's have everybody roll initiative. Nice. <laughs> Scram. 13. What's your modifier? Uh, three. Devoth. 14. Cheryl. Four. Ivan. 23. Leon. 10. Okay, so for now, I'm going to skip everybody who is compelled to walk. So up first is Scram. And, uh, oh, also we're in a surprise round. So standard or move action Scram. Uh, these winged creatures are, like, descending down to you from uh, the top of the mountain, uh, which you're pretty close to the top of at this point. But they're like basically above you, and they're about fifty feet above you right now. Okay. They're uh, they're large sized, red. They all appear to be female. Can I make a knowledge check to see what if I know what these things are? Sure. Give me a knowledge local or knowledge arcana check. That's a nineteen. They remind you both a little bit of big red harpies. Harpies are normally medium sized, and they usually look more like. It's more like bestial tengu, but these harpies only have one eye, as if they were cyclopes, and also they're red. Uh, they're not like feathery like a harpy typically is. Like they're they just look like big winged cyclopes. It's strange. You, you're not quite sure what these creatures are. Cheryl, you get the feeling that these may be not necessarily artificially created creatures, but that they may have been. They they may be the result of some sort of like magical ritual, perhaps something that went wrong, or they might be like the offspring of some sort of 
magical fusion of a harpy a cyclops there's something strange going on here that sounds for awful. sure but yeah it, it does it doesn't bode well uh so scram it is your turn okay um, I, do we know anything about how to beat them with our sick knowledge um what did you get scram a 16 19 19 i'll let each of you ask one question do oh. they have an immunity uh they don't have an immunity but you do know that they have spell resistance Ah, oh, jeez. Are they especially weak to anything? Like a um, fire or maybe they water? They aren't especially weak to anything. No, but you do, like, you do know that they they are resistant to cold and fire energy damage. Okay, okay. All right, Scram, your turn. All right, let's go with... Screw it. Uh, let's go with Magic Missile. Okay. There's four of them, you said. Yes. Are you spreading out these missiles, or are you... All in one. All right. Roll damage. That is 19 damage. Okay. Uh, it is now the Strange Harpy's turn. And they're, they're going to fly to be about 10 feet above the ground. Uh, and they're just like hanging over your heads. And that will end their surprise round turn. And it is now top of initiative. And scram at your turn again. Are any of them lined up? I mean, they're all about 10 feet off the ground, but none, they're not, like, lined up in a line from you. Okay. Just waiting to get hit by a lightning bolt. That's a lightning bolt. Okay. I guess to the one that I hit. Okay. Uh, roll a d20 at your caster level. 22. Okay, you overcome the spell resistance. Now uh, she's got to make a reflex save. That's a 24. That makes it. Okay, so she's going to take half. Yep. 35 so 17 yep okay between the magic missile and lightning bolt she seems very uh aggravated by that uh and i move back uh 30 feet (laughs) (laughs) run away (laughs) that's gonna 30 feet how do you do that Uh, oh with a move action they have reach oh they're right above me yeah well one of them is uh Uh, how does it provoke if it hasn't attacked yet it moved in the surprise round moved in the surprise round Oh. So it's acted well, in combat. Once it takes yeah, once it takes an action in combat, oh. it can then take attacks of opportunity. It's okay. no longer flat-footed. In that case, I take a five-foot step back. All right, so they are now going to get into position, and two of them are going to focus on Scram. One is going to focus on Sandera, and one is going to focus on Cheryl. Oh, I was afraid you'd say that. So Scram, that's an 18 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. 21 to hit. Does not hit. Wow, really? mine's at a 22. All right, and the second one. Uh, they're swinging uh, morning stars, by the way. Okay, how about a 29 to hit? Yeah. Okay, and then a 23 to hit. Uh, so the first one swings twice and misses oh, twice, right. and the second one swings twice and hits twice. So the first one deals 10 damage to Scram, and then 7 damage to Scram. Sandera a natural two so that's not going to hit and another natural two uh cheryl yeah 29 to hit oh yeah that hits and a natural four so that's not going to hit uh all right so cheryl is going to take minimum damage five nice uh it is now sandera's turn and she goes that's them that's the that's the monsters that that dragged my crew away and she's going to cast obscuring mist which was going to uh throw everybody into uh 
into uh, concealment, but it's going to force the harpies to get closer to you guys because right now uh, they're out of your reach sure. as, as far as melee goes. And Cheryl, it is now your turn. So they're out of melee reach. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in <laughs> mist and yes. I can't see them. Yes. This is the worst. Every combat is like, all right, Cheryl, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I got this goddamn book, but I'm in mist and they're floating and they look mm-hmm. mean and my friends aren't available. I guess I will cast bless and I'll bless up. Okay. So everyone gets a plus one on attacks and saves. All right. That's a good nice. turn. And now, is there any way for me to take a more defensive position or since I'm in the mist, I'm already sort of, that's already covered. I mean, all of a sudden, you can't see your opponents, but you do know that in order for them to be able to see you, unless they have some sort of special ability to see through mist, but they probably don't, they need to get closer to you so that you can both see each other, but that okay. range will also enable you to hit them. Okay, perfect. So yeah, I'll cast Bless, so when I do, when they, when I do see them in the mist, the book will connect. And that'll bring us back to Scram. Scram's gonna toss his goggles on. His, his ghost, goggles. His ghost. Uh, his ghost mask. His ghost mask. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Scram's running out of spells here. I will say you do have that pearl of power too, which you can use to give yourself one of your third level spells back. Yep. 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 Oh, I don't need to prepare it as such. No, nope. that's the whole point. Oh, okay. The uh, pearl of power. Just you re-prepare a spell that you had already cast. That oh, day. is it a standard action to do that? Uh, that I'm not sure. Give me one sec. Uh, once per day on command, Pearl enables the possessor to recall any one spell they had prepared and cast that day. If it doesn't say, then the default is a standard action. So I'm going to do spontaneous or yeah, I'm going to do spontaneous immolation on the one that I've been damaging. Uh, can you see it? Yeah. With the, you put, you put the ghost mask y- on. Yeah. Okay. I like throw it over my face. Spell resistance. Yes. 24. So it's got to make a fortitude save. 14. Does not make it. Okay. So it takes 3d6. 11 damage. 11 fire damage. Okay. As you recall, they have fire resistance. I will say, because you're in the obscuring mist, they can't see you right now. You could actually just move without provoking. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. I'm going to kind of move myself behind Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Excuse me? Uh, in a place that is obviously between, they would have to go front to through Cheryl to get to me. I mean, right now they're above you guys, yeah. so it's easier said than done, I would think. Um, just a quick question too: Are are like Ivan and Leon myself just kind of like standing there, like no? Nope, you're continuing <laughs> to climb the mountain. Oh, okay, we're, okay. We're just we keep moving while they're being fighting. Yeah, okay. So Scram, you would you would even see this as uh, you put the ghost mask on, like you see. Devoth, Ivan, and Leon kind of like just marching up the mountain and they leave the obscuring mist. Right. It's now the Harpy's turns. The two that uh, were on Scram uh, fly lower and don't find him. So they, uh, they're going to change their tactics. Uh, in Scram, you would see this with your ghost mask and they fly out of the obscuring mist and... They're like above Devoth and the others. They don't seem to be attacking them, but they're they're like, well, we can't find 
that soft, delicious looking boy. Right. Uh, so instead we're just going to. Ew, that was a gross <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Where is that soft, delicious boy? <laughs> Yum. Uh, so Sandera and Cheryl haven't moved yet. So the harpies that were attacking them are going to essentially take a five foot step down with their fly speed. And now they can see them. Although everybody now is a 20% concealment. So versus Sandera. That's a hit. That is not a hit. Okay, so Sandera gets clocked with a morning star. Oh, natural 20 on Cheryl. Oh no. Uh what? That's a 30 to confirm. <laughs> what? <laughs> and this is bludgeoning? It's a morning star, yeah, I think that's bludgeoning. This is appropriate. Uh, feeble parry uh, does double damage, so normal crit damage, mm-hmm. and the target is disarmed. Oh no! Uh, feeble parry wasn't that your nickname in high school, Alex? Oh <laughs> man! Yeah. Got him! Got him! Absolutely uh, got him! Uh, and you take a hero point. Yes. <laughs> oh wait, they have to roll uh, a miss chance, yeah. right? Oh, you're right. They have to. Uh, she might still miss with with the mist. All right, I rolled concealment. And I'm gonna reveal the result next week. No! Oh no! See ya! See ya! See ya! See ya! Man, all this fucking talk of Tuck Tuck dying, I'm so sad because I wanted owl forms so we could be flying around together. It's so beautiful, right? Instead of being the blue angels, I'm just an angel now. <laughs> <laughs>